be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Denimus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You have come to believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have, seen, have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. At Easter, God finally reveals his glory. He takes away the last veil and astonishes us as never before. We discover, in fact, that God's glory is all love, pure love, mad and unthinkable, beyond every limit and, and measure. True glory is the glory of love because it is, not, it is the only one that gives life to the world. Certainly this glory is the opposite of worldly glory, which comes when one is admired, praised, and acclaimed. The glory of God, on the other hand, is paradoxical. No applause, no audience. At the center, there is not the ego, but the other. Pope Francis. This is the second Sunday of Easter, which... John Paul, St. John Paul II made a day to remember the mercy of his divine and human heart. Today, let us wander through the readings, seeing the divine and human heart of Jesus. And we do this with a great sense of gratitude. This is the one who came through water and blood, Jesus Christ not by water alone, but by water and blood. Jesus never fails to surprise. 
After his passion, death and resurrection, he shows up quietly, without any announcements, and no doubt smiling. Eating, preparing breakfast, breaking bread, teaching, meeting the disciples on the road to Emmaus, entering into rooms where the doors were locked, and seeing, going to see his mother. He wasted no time, but he wasn't in a rush. The blood and water that flowed from his side and dripped into the earth is beginning to bring new life into our world that is dying and paralyzed by sin. The mystical body of Christ, which we belong to, needs our hands and our feet. We have received the body and blood of Jesus, the greatest gift. Jesus has shown us how to live. We don't just pray. We don't just do good works. We don't just kneel in church. We don't just pay our dues. Everything human is good when Jesus is at the center. But if Jesus has been substituted for something else, then it's no longer good. Look at the Pharisees, the scribes, and the teachers of the law. The love of God was lost in a mirage of prescriptions, religious observances, and rules. They lost their first love. The resurrected Jesus shows up in a new way, the way of love. Let's put our lives up against his and see how we can become more merciful. A good rule of thumb, how Jesus has dealt with me is how I need to deal with everybody else. Oh Jesus, when I consider the great price of your blood, I rejoice at its immensity, for one drop alone would have been enough for the salvation of the entire world. St. Faustina. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You have believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Here, Jesus is speaking to us, to you and me. We were not there then, but we are here now. He is going to give us all we need. He has told us not to worry what we are to say. He will give us the words. He has told us not to worry about what we are to eat or to wear. Don't the birds of the air and the flowers of the fields have all they need? Thomas was brought to his knees. He was away from the community. He was out on his own. He was lost in his world. And many times we are like Thomas. So thank goodness for Thomas. Because there's a way out. But when Jesus comes back, he confronts his doubts and lays them to rest. Thomas becomes a believer again. Jesus doesn't get angry when, when we doubt, when we crumble under the weight of life. He just needs us to be ready for when he shows up. 
I don't know about you, but I have moments when I doubt. I doubt his all-embracing love and I doubt his infinite power. I get small and I get tired. When this happens to you and me, let us be open and docile to the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. I have conquered the world. I desire to bring all sinners to your feet that they may glorify your mercy throughout the ages. Sister Faustina. Peace be with you. Jesus has one of the greatest Easter gifts for us in these words. Inside of us is the potential of a permanent wellspring of peace. And what does our world most need? More than ever, peace. It needs peace. It lacks peace. And you might say, what is peace? According to Sister Faustina, I will follow your will. Sister Faustina promised the Lord, in so far as you permit me to do so through your representative. Oh my Jesus, it cannot be helped. But I give priority to the voice of the church over the voice with which you speak to me. In your will is my peace. Finding ourselves in the heart of the church means listening to her. Being one with the church the way Jesus did it. He was one with the Father. And the Father gave us to Christ. We are one with him when we are one with the church. His church. The one he established. Let's recall the words of the first reading and close with them. The community of believers was of one heart and one mind and no one claimed that any of his possession was his own but they had everything in common at every mass there's an intention and that intention is specific so today's intention at this mass is for all of you that on this Divine Mercy Sunday, the church will rededicate herself to living and proclaiming Christ's mercy. We pray to the Lord. Lord that government leaders will work to ensure that all people can live in peace with the freedom to worship God and pursue holiness. We pray to the Lord. Lord For those burdened by sin that the grace of the resurrection would move them to receive God's mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation, we pray to the Lord. For those trapped in confusion or doubt, <clears throat> that they may be filled with the truth and the light of the risen Christ, we pray to the Lord. For the dying and for the souls of all the faithful departed, that they be given eternal rest in the peace of Christ, we pray to the Lord. For the grace this week to face the trials and difficulties of life with the confidence and certainty that come from Christ's victory over death. We pray to the Lord. Lord 
Loving Father, the resurrection of your Son gives us new birth to a living hope. Let us live in that hope always, through Christ our Lord. And we now sing.